Hey yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show, episode number 47. I am Mega and I'm here with my guy, Late. That's right. And today we have a special guest for you as well. But first, I want to thank everybody for peeping our last episode with Adrian Young and Ali Shahi Mohammed. Came out last week. Super respect to those cats, uh, legendary figures of the culture. Make sure you go out and cop those albums, The Midnight Hour. Yes. And uh, put a, even, even if you don't buy them, just go to your streaming service and, and put it on repeat and fall asleep so they can get those numbers up and pay our guys. And this week, the incredible guest list persists. We have another legendary figure of the hip-hop community. He's half of the highly regarded Artifacts crew and co-creator of the Graffiti Artist Anthem, Wrong Side of the Tracks. This man has been putting it down in hip-hop culture forever. Uh, if you heard about some shit in the 90s, he was probably around doing something dope as well. He was probably there. And he's currently finishing up a tour that he had here in Japan, rocking shows in, I think, Sendai, Osaka, as well as out here in Tokyo for DJ Quiet Storm and DJ Yas. 20th anniversary of their show tight and that show was super dope and uh representing jersey we have the one and only elder sensei peace peace what's I'm good y'all go ahead and hit with applause drop yo shout out to jersey <laughs> shout out to dirty no jersey yo um yeah thanks for rocking with us man thanks for having really me. appreciate uh really appreciate you coming through i was at the tight show but i got there around one so i mm. missed your set and i didn't get to see that hey i'm i'm I wish you could have made it, but I'm sure everybody will tell you about it. Um, it was more or less a family affair for myself because a lot of the cast that was there, I met either 20 years ago or since 99. I came back in 2013 with Sarasa, DJ Sarasa. And, um, Shout out to Silver Boombox. You know, we, we, uh, I'm just trying to be here and, and keep the name alive, keep my vibe going. And like I said, it's a family affair, man. Yeah. And I was good to see everybody that came out. It was wonderful. And AG even showed up from Word Showbiz up. and AG. See, just AG chilling. was there? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, shit. I, I knew a, a lives out here now, so I knew he was going to be oh, there. What? Yes. I had no idea. I didn't know that. He was talking yeah, about Gucci. ripping off Lee patches and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, True. that's old school. True. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know he was out here like yes, that. Indeed. Yeah, yes, indeed. Wonderful, wonderful, Word. man. Really, really good to see you out here. And, and um we, you know, we just reached out to you like, yo, are you down to record with us? I had no idea that you were going to be coming through with uh, our guy, Omi44, yeah, no yeah, yeah. who, who is the homie, the super homie. And uh, so I want to thank him for also helping facilitate that and, and, and smooth all the interactions. Shout out the 44. Word up. And I can hope, hear the drops, but is, is there an applause no, happening right Oh, now? yeah. I'm going to give him an applause drop to 44, too. <laughs> he, he can get that. He can get yeah, that. Yeah. Get and we're going to get 44 on the podcast one of these days, too. He's a busy man, so word he up. Live he doesn't live here. He, he, nah, he, he, he wouldn't be in the background. He's the mysterious cat. Yeah, he is. He don't got the mask on today. Every picture we've taken, he's like hand over the face. Hey, that's what's up. Gotta hand maintain. Mask. It's branding. It's yeah, branding. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. The brand We're is up. strong. Yo, and let's go ahead and get into the sponsors right before we get into everything here. Uh, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor, Cal Combs, calcombs.com. Uh, MC, just doing it for the culture. He actually just moved to New York, and I think he has a new spot in Harlem right now. Uh, go to his website, and you can purchase any of his apparel or his musical albums that came out. And if you enter uh, the Mega Late Show promo code, which is Mega Late Show, lower space, uh, lowercase no spaces, you'll get 25% off of any discount over $25 or $30. Uh, also, KeenWaukeen.com for all your art needs and the dopest business cards in the game. And who else we got? Harry Sandwich Co. Harry Sandwich Company out in Harajuku. Uh, the best sandwiches in Tokyo, maybe Japan. And I also play there every last Friday. So come out and peep and get with the shits. 
That's right. Last Friday in Harajuku, Harry sandwich sandwiches. Company. You'd be surprised how difficult it is to get a really good sandwich. I was out about here. to say that, like, what kind of sandwiches? Like a hoagie sandwich, or yeah, like yeah, it's like American. What's, what's I mean, hoagie? it ain't got nothing on like a New York deli. It I mean, ain't like but, that. But, but, but just as long as they have one that has the effect of it, it's like, like the, yeah. it's like the long bread, but like he like has special sandwiches every mm-hmm. week or every day, depending on what ingredients he has. Like See, American if I lived sub here, sandwiches. I yeah, I mean, if you got time, I recommend it. Right. Where I mean, yeah. the the thing is, is like I think the Japanese culture just ain't really into sandwiches like that. Right, right, right. Judging right. from the joints That's you can get at, at Family Mart, <laughs> like those aren't really sandwiches. That's like bread with like like Egg a sprinkle salad. of <laughs> something on it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you're used to like, especially New York sandwiches where the delis are legendary, mm-hmm. it, it's difficult. And Harry Sandwich Co. definitely has the closest thing to that right. quality quality sandwiches. So, word up. Shout out to our sponsors, Mega Late Show 2018. And now back to the show. Let's go ahead and get into uh, the temperature check late. You want to do like a little back and forth? As long as you start off. All right. Let's see here. Um, Favorite MC when you were 16 years old? Wow. Okay. Chuck D. Because at, at 15, living in East Orange, New Jersey, going to high school, just getting in, out of grade school. Once, you know, like, I would say year, like, 88, 87, 88, everything came out at once. So we had a record store around the corner, down the street from my house, called Moving Records. Moving Records was the only place you can get vinyl at in the area. So I would go there and just stare at records, even if I didn't purchase them. And this time I got to be a little older where I had a job. <laughs> I could pay for stuff on my own. I was like, okay, I'm about to buy Rakim's album. I'm buying Chuck D's Public Enemy album. I'm buying, you know, Ocean Magnetics record. And at this time, you know, I was a B-boy. I was into graffiti. But at this moment, I was trying to, I was into the MCM mode. And Chuck D, for me, was the complete package. When you talk about strong voice, he had a message. And he was rocking. And you couldn't deny it. It was in your face. And, you know, I was listening to... Molly Mall and then uh, Mr. Magic on BLS and then go down the dial to Red Alert 98.7. So they had different things they were playing, but I can totally remember Mr. Magic playing Public Enemies records, Rebel Without a Cause, pause. And he's like, well, who are these dudes from Long Island with this record cover? And that cover had dudes on the gun with the guns in their hands. And he's like, okay, who are these dudes? But you could tell they was older. So Chuck, for me, in a hole was like a messenger that came to me and said, look, you need to be doing this too. No doubt. Yo, shout out to Public Enemy for real. Like the Bomb Squad is just, the musical sound was just such a, a completely different thing as well, yeah. even in the landscape. But back then, and almost yo, every single act was Marlon original. Also. Listen, mm-hmm. Mega Blast on Public Enemy for his album blew the speakers in my crib. My, fa- <laughs> my father came home from work like, who blew the speakers in my stereo and I'm telling him what happened he's like well play the song at least I know what blew my speakers out when I played it he liked it oh okay Work. <laughs> that's what's up late so when you were joining the culture you were like just getting out of elementary school I was I was about getting into the culture for real for real I was like 10 11 years old and you and said you were I was living in Irvington, New Jersey, and I first saw a homeboy character on the wall. For those that know, you know, it was like a stick figure. Um, you saw things on the wall, like an S, like we, it was like a spark. 
we called that. So, and this S like was like a diamond shape or whatever. So you had girls doing it, you had dudes doing it, but that was like the first form of graffiti I saw. So, you know, were you I, also tagging? Nah, I wasn't tagging at the time. I mean, you know, the statute of the limitations. It was still early. It was still early. It was still early. I would say that at, at this time, I was hearing uh, Super Rhymes, hearing Curtis Blow, you know, the message, hearing Sugar Hill Gang. So that was like the early stages. So like, once you got to be like, you know, I was 12, 13, that's when the B-Boy came in. And I went to the Bronx Zoo as a kid and... I knew what I was getting into, just knowing we was gonna be on the train. I can remember totally getting off the train, because when you get on the train in Manhattan to go uptown, you didn't see nothing. But once you came out and you see 125th Street and you on this, this you get up to the Bronx and I, man, I'm gonna tell y'all like this: if you can imagine a war zone where people live in, that's what it looked like. So I only saw stuff like that on TV, on the news, where it say Beirut, Lebanon. Mm. We in New York, in the Bronx, going to the zoo, and it was like, a, looked like bombs hit it. But from what I saw getting off the train, just my father looking at me, and they walking to get off. I'm standing there looking at this train go by. I see stuff. I see stuff that I saw in, in magazines and books and on TV where I'm like, wow, graffiti is in my face on the train. Get off the train. You see the street. You see the, everything. You take it all in. Same day I go home, I see the movie Star Wars. This blew my mind, too, because I'm at 12 years old. And one day getting all this information, I see one arm graffiti artist. I see MCs that I never heard of before, but I know the music because I hear it on the radio. So to see that live in my face, that just instantly turned me on. My father was like, you think you're going to be writing on walls? I'm like, yes. Yes, I will. Because <laughs> I love it. Who, who were some of your uh, favorite B-boys back then? Well, Crazy Legs, I can say first, you know, Rocksteady was an influence on myself because, you know, you saw B Street and you saw I Crazy Legs came to Jersey. I told him this story before. He came to Jersey. We had a place called the Vindicate. And this place was like uh, where you can go and practice b-boying and, and gymnasium. I was I flip and stuff like that, so I was always there. One day he just showed up there. We was like, oh shit, wow, like crazy. He showed us moves he he do, and also he showed us his damages, where he took off his knee pads, and you saw the scars. So we knew that we had to be like that to get as good as he was. So definitely, Rocksteady was a big influence on in myself. What was your b-boy name? I never had a b-boy name. It was pretty much like in my neighborhood, though. In my neighborhood, though, where I lived, that <laughs> dudes wasn't. We could curse. I curse. We could curse. Yeah, they yeah. Fuck I with play this with Cats wasn't fucking with me in my neighborhood. <laughs> I used to walk around with cardboard and go block the block. Me and my man Keith, he was popping. I'm on the floor. So we would go around and just battle dudes in the area because we knew we was good. Only cats we didn't kind of mess with was these these cats called the Wiz Kids, and they 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 did different shit with they b boy stuff. So they did magic tricks. Oh, so shit. they they had stuff going on that we couldn't do. But battling on the floor and yeah, whatever like happened that. to the Wiz Kids? Wiz Kids actually, my man Kirk, I still see him. Um, when I came moved from North to East Orange, I met these dudes called the Break Force. My man Nate Bryan and Raheem Plummer. 
I I got my first day coming to the school. I'm in the in the gym. It's lunchtime. Everybody going to the gym. I'm I'm doing windmills and break day. Yo, we're gonna get my man Raheem. He's gonna battle you at the end of the day at, in, after school. That's how I it don't goes. Know, I don't know nobody in the school. I'm like, I don't know Raheem. <laughs> <laughs> These people grab me up, take me to the gym. Raheem is standing there. It's my man still to this day. If he if, if he can hear this, he'd probably be laughing. So we go in the gym. Fucking Raheem, man. Word, right? <laughs> but he was nice. So yeah. I'm in there. We we go on. Five windmills, I do work, work, okay, I do five. He do a headspin, okay, I do handspin. We doing, going straight up, head to head. And it was a draw. Nobody won, but that was my experience for us coming to, you know. And then y'all became homies. Exactly, yeah. still to this day. It's a combat sport, man. No doubt. That's how it is. Favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Wow. You expected that. that I mean, but see, then, I love Matt, but see, that, that, I mean, they can count on Deck to start the song and end the song. I think Deck is everybody in the Wu Tang's favorite member. Of the I, Wu -Tang think so I, I think so too. I think so too. That's documented. good. That's good. Yeah. I think that's documented. Because like when they like I've read when they heard his verse off mm. of um, Triumph. Triumph. They were just like, let him go first. <laughs> oh well, you know what I mean. No matter who came after him, <laughs> you still remember his verse first. I think so that like, might be the most iconic verse in the Wu Tang catalog. Man. But also Deck's voice. Dex voice is dope. You know what I'm saying? He's when still you, doing it now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With our face, and, and, and he worked with my man Beneficence from Jersey, and that's dope. Mm. I love that. Yeah, to Wu Tang's credit, man, all of them have pretty distinct voices. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy, easy to pick even like apart, yeah. the minor members, like Master Killer, he, who doesn't have a lot of material. Master left. Killer had dope albums too. Yeah, no set date. Dope albums too. For real. Yeah, exactly that one, right? Uh, so you were in Jersey. Mm -hmm. But you said, like, there was, like, a, a boundary where, like, the culture kind of stopped and, like, you would cross over and you would see, ah, here's where it is. How did you guys find out about it out in Jersey? Man, I, New York cats think that Jersey was down south when we only 20 minutes away from them, across the Hudson River. So we have the same video music box channel, just a different number on, you know, for the cable thing. And this is radio. Yeah, this is radio, TV, whatever. Jersey is right there, but we are so distant because hip hop didn't start in Jersey, of course. So we every, we got our stuff just like everybody else did, but because we was next to them, Jersey is considered the sixth borough of New York. It's five boroughs, but we the sixth. And you know, cats in New York know about Jersey. Really know about Jersey, like how we get down. And from things that happened in the past. But we always let them know when we came to New York after we had deals, we couldn't go to New York as that's them. This was the name of that we had before we was artifacts. Even when we became artifacts, we would go to New York at these times. You could not go to New York saying, yo, we from Jersey soon as you start your show. Because you would get like, no, boo, like because you're not from New York. So we would do the shows and then after the fact say we going back to Jersey and I think because we fit the part of looking not say looking like New York but from Jersey where I'm from cats I know we rock low Tame had dreads they only knew from Jersey you know Naughty and Redman and Lords so when we came we're doing graffiti we're talking about b-boy and we wearing low we wearing the, you know so it all for New York cats not knowing where we came from because we never said it. Even being on Stretch and Barbido, 
they considered us to be from New York until they saw the video. And I think because of the way we rhyme, for them, it wasn't like a traditional Jersey thing and then us talking about what we were talking about. So until people saw the video and they saw New York police cars and New Jersey transit buses, that's when they was like, wow, Jersey dudes sound like that. But I have to let them know that's the influence from New York growing up as a kid. That's what brought Artifacts to the forefront totally because the first record we made was talking about graffiti that we didn't think would get us me here now still talking about what I'm doing in this I think it's life. probably the most iconic graffiti song in a hip hop canon man and I will say this it used to motivate me to go out and write that's what we used to play we had no idea to this day still I could be in California and I see a hard essay looking dude like I want to say, I don't want to say nothing to him but he come up to me like yo bro listen we just painting to your music that's the most that you hear out of all the fans that we meet and I appreciate that more because to me that shows the longevity in the topic that we were talking about in hip hop culture and still being able to make records today because of that one song I'm proud of that yo man for real yo I have a I have a question about that like you like I'm from Atlanta mm -hmm. So, like, to hear, like, New York was, like, New Jersey was, like, the South is, like, I'm, like, huh? Right. And then you said uh, they were, like, it's not, like, the New Jersey style. What was New Jersey's style back then? Like, Tretch is kind of, right. like, pretty much double time kind of um Naughty cutting. is the biggest thing in Jersey, period. Like, you know, when they came with that record with OPP, I mean, like, I, I came from, and because I know them personally. I went to school with these dudes, so I know them. Like, for real. Like, they was called New Style before they was called Naughty by Nature. And they had a song called Scuffing Them Knees. And they had, you know, in school, I would see these dudes, and KG had the fade, and all his cousins had fades. These dudes come to school with uniforms, like Dapper Dan jackets. And I'm looking at this like, wow, I can't compete with this. Because that's what it was in the neighborhood. It was all the MCs. That was a, Mike C, Maceo, all, a lot of dudes that we used to rock around. But in the scene, Maceo from De La? Uh, no, my man from from the hood. We had a dude named Maceo. He had a uh, uh, he had a record out actually that Marley used to play a lot back in the day. He was he was down with um, Lock Him Shabazz and Flavor Unit in, in a sense. Word. But we have neighborhood heroes that haven't made records, and you know that we know. But as far as for us. If you immediately say anything Jersey-wise, the biggest thing in Jersey besides Redman is Naughty by Nature. Was it my turn to ask a question? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. I, I, all right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, rank these MCs. Okay. Not objectively, like you. who's the better, you. but your favorite. Kane. Damn. G-Rap, mm. Rakim, mm. KRS. Okay. I put Kane on top. Because that, that was where I got a lot of my start from. I would put KRS next. Who? Uh, G-Rap and Rakim. G-Rap. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, that's hard as hell, man. <laughs> that's I would, really see, hard. Like, yeah, I, I, like, like, even like Rakim, like, because when I heard Rakim, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand his voice. Mm. And, and a lot of my friends that lived in my building like Run DMC. Uh, and any Friday and Saturday, we would take things, and I would go to them, like, what y'all got? And I'm like, y'all need to hear this, dude. I don't know what's going on with his voice, 
why he's rhyming slow, why his voice sound like that, yeah. but he's rhyming crazy I, with words I've never heard before. So like for these, for, I would say Kane and Rakim underneath each other, just because of that, because I got a lot of my style from that. And but KRS, I would say that was the teaching part of me, you know, learning in hip hop because a lot of cats will tell you straight up from my era will tell you the reason why you stopped eating jello was because of what KRS said have, yeah. have you seen how this what's wrong with the pig and have you seen how this way this animal live when you found that out no one in the hood was like, eating we jello we fucking with gummy bears no more <laughs> no more gelatin in the additives so okay. you started reading stuff so G-Rap pretty much is like the alter ego of all three of these dudes. Right. Because G-Rap still taught in his music. Whether people were talking about Streets of New York, Road to Riches, you know, he had songs about girls on drugs, you know, and still make Rated XXX and still would make Poison. And he's one of the deadliest MCs amongst all of them. But G-Rap won't say that. G-Rap won't, it doesn't project. But everybody else believes that. G-Rap, I straight up, when y'all hear this, go on YouTube and look for G-Rap and Big Daddy Kane together on the raw beat. And when you listen to G- when you listen to G-Rap, come on. I'm going to just tell you this. It's going to change your mind of what I'm saying about G-Rap as an MC when you hear him come after Kane. Because G-Rap was coming after Kane anyway as far as in the Juice Crew. Juice Crew had a way that they released their artists. Marley knew what he was doing. But when G-Rap came, that was his introduction. If you never heard that freestyle before, the first thing G-Rap going to say, intro, I start the flow, but rhymes to go. So get up. That's Kane, but G-Rap comes on so hard. You're not going to forget it, but just trust me. G-Rap, Big Daddy Kane, freestyle over Raw. I'm that'll, check it out. That'll, that'll show you why my answer the way it is. And all of the rest of them three MCs will say G-Rap bodies things too. I was just listening to some recent G-Rap and I was like amazed still by sound dope. Today I was how consistent he's been throughout his whole career. Like he's never really had a, a, a bad verse. Mm-hmm. And like, and then I was thinking, yeah, he was like one of the first guys spitting like some real... Like, we call it Internal. gangster rap really? now. Really? But, like, you know, I guess, like, him and, like, Schoolie D and maybe mm-hmm. a couple other people. But it was just, like, he was one of the first people, like, during Juice Crew times. It's right, kind of... Right, right, He doesn't really get recognition for that. And he's mm-hmm. still spitting that same mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it's not, like, you know... We're not, it's like, not oh... Po- it's not poison. It's yeah, nobody not, says Gucci rap work. is a gangster rapper. Right. You know what but I mean? he like, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask West Coast dudes, <laughs> even back in them times, for, this, for what G-Rap was saying... Even before Easy E, he would they wouldn't even saying stuff as hard as that. Just play Rated XXX, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's one of my favorite MCs. Yeah, word absolutely. Up. My word weather up. report today, the song that I'm sharing is G Rap and MF Doom. See, word. okay, word. There word. you go. Okay, um, shit. Let's go into the conversation section of the podcast, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I got a question, an mm-hmm. artifacts question. Okay. Um, who whose hand style is that for the Artifacts logo? Boom. That is my man Dante. If For those that know, it was a company called Third Rail Clothing. This was at a peak in time where you had Con Art, Gat. You know, a lot of different uh, companies came out of California where it was graffiti-based. This dude 
got hired to do the, our, our artwork for the for the album. Uh, we talked to him a, a few times, and he was like, yo, I'm going to show you something. Actually, he got into it. He said, I'm going to show you this, and let me know if you like it. He, he did a piece, and it had Snoop's face on the end of the piece, like how he had me in Tame's faces on the end of the piece, on the, the artwork that he did for us. And he did it on the wall, big in the studio, and then he took a picture of it. Martha Stewart, I mean, Martha Cooper from Subway uh, Subway Art Book gave him... Uh, pictures from from her book and magazine and stuff that she had, and he pretty much just took what he did piecewise on the wall and put it on the. This is like early Photoshop, ninety three, ninety four. So when we saw this, we was like, "What the fuck? That shit look real. That looks like a real train." I'm sorry, everybody. I've had to disappoint a lot of people in my fandom days where they asked me, "Yo, did y'all really do that train?" No, it's Photoshop. Look at the windows on the train. It's not real. I'm so, a little disappointed. <laughs> so, 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 so my man Dante, you know, he did the logo. Actually, Dante, actually Dante is responsible for a lot of logos that y'all might like. Is that right? Common Sense's logo for the Resurrection album, Heavy D and the Boys logo, P Rock and Seals move. He he's done wow. every Cypress Hill album in the '90s up until Word. in the future. Uh, like so, Black Sunday, all those record covers he did. Uh, Onyx's uh, logo, you know, this dude just had like everybody under the wing, under the, his helm, and he was making dope stuff. Apparently, all the Funk Dubious's artwork. Hold on, can so, we get what's his name again? Can we get him like a big shout out? I can't remember his last name, but his name is Dante, and he had a company called Pawn Shop Press. Actually, today he's an independent filmmaker, and he's had numerous movies do very well independently so that's crazy for me i can't get in touch with the dude he's elusive on twitter i can't there's no way to message him <laughs> yeah, so, shout out to dante you know no doubt no and, and it's dante, not dante ross right now no, definitely no. not dante ross dante right. ross i still talk to him but this dude is is like real underground and i appreciate him i love him for doing such a, a logo people think i've done it because you've seen it i've seen it for so long you is in your is embedded in my mind so when we write it, it comes out that way. Bet. Um, all right, I've got I've got another question. If if you if you don't want to go in late, do you want to do like, the combo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, uh, all of my shit is kind of like combo <laughs> questions. And shit. Tell tell us a little bit about the first times you came to Tokyo. Man, I came the first time I came. Me and Tame came out here in '94. Damn. Uh, yes, I I um we came here. We did. A Wait few a shows. second. Wait, when did when did uh, between a rock a uh, rock and a hard place? We came out when the album dropped. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, and at the, and at the time, the only artists that came here was Beat Nuts, Wu Tang, Daylong, Daylong, yeah, and maybe somebody else. But like we, it was dumb early, and we came out here. We did a show at this place called the Cave. Shout uh, out to Quiet Storm. Where, yo, my man Quiet Storm, salute to you. This uh, my man DJ Tonko. I met him. He's from Osaka. I met Tonko in 94. He came and met me in 99. But the trip that we did in 2013 with Sarasa, he showed me a picture. He actually had his original black book that me and Tame wrote in in 94. And he showed it to me. And the reason why he was able to stay in contact with me and Tame, we wrote our phone numbers in his black book. So that was crazy. Yo, y'all kept the same phone numbers? Yeah, I mean, for him to stay in touch with me for as long as... We had ah, before because of the that. computer ever mm -hmm. came into, we kept in contact that way. Yo, shout Impressive. out to the original no Facebook. Doubt. 
And yeah, I came, yeah, came, no doubt. came back out the here in 99. That's when I met Quiet Storm. I stayed at his crib uh, for like two weeks with uh, my man P Original, rest in peace. Uh, my man DJ Chaos and Aesop from Legend, Living Legends. Shout out to all those cats. No too. doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Word. Shout out to Aesop. Um, have you ever worked with Kojo? No, um, but I'm willing to work with him now. And anybody else that's in the, the vicinity of my voice, Word. if you want to get at me, I'm very accessible. You know, it just takes nothing but an email or some, something like that. He was out there in New York for a long time as yeah. well. Yeah, apparently. He was married to a Pawnee B. Word. Whoa, okay. Now yeah. I know who you're talking about. Word. <laughs> Mm. Now, because Apani's my friend. She's a very, very good friend of mine. Super so talented. I definitely know what you're talking about. Bet. Yeah, I mean, super dope. Did you ever find a recording studio while you was out here? I yes, you I to did. Work. Actually, I went to a studio today. Okay. Um, knocked out two verses. Actually, I did a verse for a song that me and AG working on for the Hip Hop Museum in, in Washington, D.C. Not the big, big museum, but they have an actual hip hop museum dedicated just to hip hop. That's not the one that Q-Tip is curating, right? Nah, no, nah, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the the big historical one. Okay. But the one that I'm talking about is pretty much ran by a station called Listen Vision in D.C. And they have collected hmm. a bunch of memorabilia. They just got donated a big, the, the, the most giantest boombox you can ever see. And it's functional. Oh, so shit. we're going to, uh, me and Tame are going to uh, go there uh, to see them cut the ribbon and perform uh, for the commemoration of the, uh, the museum and the boombox. And that same weekend, we're going to do a uh, performance for the Tiny Desk show that they have. Oh, dope. Uh, no doubt. That's really when, dope. when is that happening? Uh, hopefully September 22nd. So I, I love keep, it. I'll keep it. I'll keep you up posted. Yeah, yeah, it. I love it, man. Well, yeah. I didn't know. I like. I just started using Twitter more for our our uh, Mega Late Show account, I don't and use I haven't. That much. I haven't followed you on there, but I see that you on there too. So, mm-hmm. what do you usually use for your I'm social on, media? Mostly Instagram, Facebook. Okay. I do Twitter when I, when I get reminded because okay. I'll I'll get mad yeah. retweets. I'm like, well, what's that? What's that? Oh, okay, right. but it's mostly DJs and and people that like you know see the work part of what I'm doing and they re, re, they share it and stuff like that. So. I just, you know, appreciate that because Twitter's a, a, a different beast. You know, yeah, Twitter, yeah. Twitter's live. Like, you live on camera on Twitter. Like, it's like everything is real time. And like, you got to make keep receipts. Mega runs our Twitter. I run our Instagram. And it's like, different. Mega's like, I tweet every day. I'm Word. like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing my best, man. You know, I'm I've been building with people, man. I've been trying, building with people know. a little bit on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like there. it just because it's like more discourse and shit. But right, people right. definitely keep the receipts and... If you say something wild five years ago, Word, it's going to come gonna up. Catch you. As soon as you start getting a little successful again. Uh-huh, like you, remember yeah. you said this. Homie. Right, right. Can we talk a little bit more about your, um, you, you joining? Like, what, what was the switch from B-Boy to MC for you? The fact that B-Boy started dying out in a fact, in a sense of, uh, you know, on the street, you know, and in, involved in the background of doing shows, you know, where it's like, you know, I'm like, okay. I know all aspects and elements of it. So whether it's DJing, b-boying, MCing, graffiti, I do it all. But you go. Most people did. About you that. go through. Yeah, you go through these things as hip. You grow in hip hop. Um, if you wanted to learn how to DJ, you had to know a DJ. So that means you had to know a producer. You had to like in my neighborhood. When we started buying break beat records. We would have we, my man Pyro. We would have to go down the street to him. And because we only had one record, we didn't understand why when the 
break be played, it stopped, and the music do start singing. We he's like, yo, you need two. So we would have to go back to moving records, buy the other record, come back to him. He's like, see, this how you do it. Then I come back again. I was like, oh, 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 oh. Like in the movie, Wild Style, right? Like, yes. So we young, you know, trying to get into it. <clears throat> so you had to know people that was into it, too. And, and you know, you, you grow into all of these aspects of hip-hop if you wanted to know about it. So, you know. My story is almost identical to yours. Like, 11 years old, 12 years old, I was like, I'm, I'm going to break dance. Word. And then through that, like, it's like, oh, well, I mean... I break dance, so I need to have a hand style. And it's like, oh shit, my hand style is getting better. I'm gonna go write this everywhere so everybody knows I'm dope. Oh, these cats are freestyling? Yeah, let me try this out. The only thing I didn't really do was turntablism because that required a little bit more money. I stole yeah. all my paint. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, we that's all we did. got up. We did the same yeah, thing. Definitely. Right. I, um, I'm curious. I'm curious now because, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on hip hop culture as it is, because we we both come from uh, a, a time where hip hop was a particip participation based culture, and the people who were really functioning in it were not just casual fans. We we're all people who were doing things. And you're the almost the apex of your popularity is when there was kind of a split in the hip hop culture, and uh, it became more opulent and more mainstream, and uh, the larger segment of hip hop culture became just listeners, mm -hmm. and the participants went underground. We threw our headphones on and we went underground um what are, what are your thoughts on hip-hop culture now that it's uh, is it still a four element culture to no you? it's not but that was the mistake that we made as far as what you said about putting the headphones on and just burying ourselves in our own music and time frame and error keep it so, real to, error. to where to where now right it wasn't real enough because you got these little dudes running around and we mad older dudes mad at that mm. and actually we got to blame ourselves for that because when we came up, we had dudes that would check us in the neighborhood. Whether if it was on Wax or another MC, you would get checked. Yo, you doing this wrong. Like, yo, little man, get off the block. Yo, y'all got to stop fighting. Y'all got to. So as we grew up in hip hop, not knowing is no guide. It was no guide once the money came in. So you got dudes choosing, okay, we either going to be underground or we're going to make money. We don't want to stay underground because we want to get paid. We don't want to stay this way because we want to get some chicks. Chicks ain't here. Chicks over here. We can maintain our ethnic right. ethics and integrity right. and still do it, but, but, but it kind of didn't, didn't happen. happen. That didn't happen. We, it looked like it for a little yeah. bit when most started blowing up yeah. and, you know what I mean, and common. Look, and, mm -hmm. But it looked like it, but it never really peaked for us. Because even a label like Rock is... is uh, you know, can be sucked into the demon world too. Absolutely, and that's what happened. People got it's funny how many records you go back now, and there's like whoever you listen to, they have like one record where they're like, "Yo, you're whack. Stop rapping." Right. Like, yo, you shouldn't rap. And nowadays, it's like everybody's like, "Yeah, anybody can rap." But see, and that, but that's the problem. Like, even when if it was third base with MC Hammer, you, it was a sense that they had to say something like, "Yo, you're fucking hip hop up. We're doing this." That stopped. Mm. Where the young cats came, and you know, I'm gonna equate this to sports, I'm gonna equate this to dinosaurs, so just understand where I'm coming from when I say this. You know, because we're still participants in the music game, still like the older dudes, and we have to share the mic with the little dude, it's like we didn't show them nothing, we didn't tell them nothing, we didn't give them any knowledge, so it's it's hard to say, like, when our parents saw hip hop coming in and we would taking samples from the 70s and funk music they understood it 
now <laughs> we didn't pass on laws and rules to what we were doing because the money part was just sucking everybody in and we was trying to make money you got new dudes coming to making money we competing like that there was nobody in within our ranks saying without sounding like the young kids say oh shut up old man Old that's, head. Because that's how they looking at us right now. And it looked like we hating on them because they're making money. Equated to sports. Concussions. <laughs> and when how cats played back in the day in the NFL hard. NBA played hard in the 80s and 90s. Now dudes are soft. We equate, we think that's soft. How dudes is now. And you can, you know, debate that. Because it's true, in a sense. And it's few cats, you know, that even from... Even understand why we mad. So when you look at, I ain't talking about just the dudes with the tattoos on their face. I ain't talking about none of that. Like I'm just talking about like. You're not talking about the image or the look. Nah, nah, nah. Cause like, even and I'll give I'll give this to Fifty Cent because he is who he is. He's like, yo, I'm grabbing Six Nine. I'm putting him on a song called "Get the Strap," and it's just what it's about. But just for him to say, yo, dude, like, I hear dudes hating on you. Get on the song with me. That's what the things we should have been doing back in the day. Rather than just being mad, old man, like, we sticking to our guns, hip-hop underground, fuck what y'all doing. This is the result that we have today. So now we need dudes like J. Cole, you know, Joey Badass. I even say ASAP, cause Ferg even did a song with Primo, so Primo was able to suck him in. Ferg, yo, you need to do this. Ferg reaches out a lot, and he and from that he, I'm sure, cause one thing y'all gotta understand, underground dudes don't hate on mainstream so much that we won't give them the benefit of the doubt. So when you listen to even Jay Z say lines like, you know. I know he knows acknowledges Talib Kweli, and I ain't been common sense, so he knows that it's people down where we at saying, "Yo, Jay, yo, just make one album." And we feel like because they got the money, they can they can pay for all the dope underground producers, get all the dope MCs, and just share this one record just for dudes like me. And that's that's the hope that the underground holds in hip hop, where even the dude in the mainstream can eat where we live because we're giving them the benefit of the doubt because we know where you come from. If I said that right. Who, who are some of your um, favorite contemporary artists? You said uh, Joey, ASAP, and Cole. Like, my, my, my heroes still come from my, my time. So, like, Farrell Mons is still active. So that's, like, he hates when I say he I'm, he's my favorite MC. Pharaoh is your favorite MC? Yes. Alien MC, Supreme Level, Top yes. Tier, undoubtedly. When yeah, you listen to 13 and you Releasing listen to the hypnotical closed, glasses. Closed doors, mm. behind closed doors. Like these songs affect you mm. in a way where as an MC, I look at, again, with sports, you equate, like I can see him as Jerry Rice. When Jerry Rice played football, he walked out of the locker room, he was clean. When he left the field, he was still clean. Because he was like, yo, y'all not tackling me. I'm mad touchdowns. It's not happening. I'm nice like that. But Mons is so modest and humble, he will not even say that. But his skill and rhyme speak for itself. So, like, for me, that's like, yeah. 
that he won't like when I say that. <laughs> I love it though. Um, speaking speaking of your your favorite artists, um, still being people from the past, who was an MC that was in your era or an artist that was in your era? It could even be a producer that you thought would break over into the mainstream and have a large degree of success. We asked the same question to DJ Spinner, and he said, um, "You know, Mr. Voodoo." Word. I'll just say natural elements. Period. Shout out to natural. Cause A Butter, he he even yeah. came back with some new stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I I can put him, in, I can I can agree with him on that. Um, I, just the same as I can say with hometown cats like the Outsiders. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yo, uh, Peace One, Rod Young Digger, Z, Young Z, Young Z is so ill, man. No doubt. I was Young just Z on Twitter so having an exchange Ill, with No Can Do about Young no Z. Actually, word. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love those cats. Were you? Um, I mean, you guys were kind of yeah, bubbling we, around the we, same time. We, we, you, the Fugees, yeah. and, and all that. You guys are all posse. Yep, yep. All right. I, you got another question late? I got one more before we go into a commercial break. Uh, yeah, bust it. Okay. Um, so. So now that you're you still maintaining an MC lifestyle, I've heard you say you know you're just a regular guy, and that you're you're making your music, you're making your art, and it's giving you the ability to travel along, uh, travel the world. And I'm sure that uh, a, a portion of of the money that you make comes from touring itself. Right. Now, in terms of monetizing your art these days, what are your thoughts on using people your music being on Spotify? Are you getting paid from that? Uh, would you prefer that people purchase your albums? Or I just would like to hear what your thoughts are on making money in hip-hop now well we we had it only one way for a long time <laughs> that didn't work <laughs> mm-hmm. so when you talk about getting a record deal and you get your money off the top that's what you saw yeah and man i keep trying to i don't know man i i went to school and studied like music mm-hmm. business and i'm just like yo record labels are fucking like a ripoff man dude record labels everybody they're like loan not even say loan shark but it's like you know you get a loan from a bank mm. and you use the money for what it's for but they always gonna be there because you're gonna always owe the bank back no matter what you do so that's what this has been for years and years and years so for me spotify um you have itunes it's so many different like levels of this to where the industry even had to keep up with it itself you know where like you having lawsuits by uh, the, the music modernization yeah, act man, right now exactly is so you know if if you're not paying attention to that as an artist if you wasn't getting uh, stuff in the mail from bmi saying that they having these cases go down because they're protecting you as an artist because they see that money is being made that we not getting that's why sound exchange exists yeah. because there's another engine for searching your music that you might not have known as being out there. I can remember when this dude walked up to me with a brochure from Sound Exchange, like, yo, you got money out there that you don't even know about. I'm like, word? Yeah. How much? He's like, you, yo, you'll never know. You guys know. were with um, Big Beat exactly. Records, right? Big, and Big they, they were absorbed by Atlantic exactly. and Warner, right? Exactly. So do they still own some of the publishing uh, on your shit now? I'm glad we get I, I would like to hear it. Yeah. Now, let's say publishing, we still get that. Like, just because of the fact that, you know, that was in the part of the deal. Now, when you talk about why you may see artifact records being pressed up whether it's yellow vinyl orange vinyl is because we understood the what was going on to where now the industry understands what's going on so they're tracking down on labels and independence and whether it's boot black uh, white label they are trying to track down because 
vinyl is selling highly more than ever now. Yes. Then be then the last in the last ten years, the percentages are going up. Cassettes are going up. Digitally, we have hit a ceiling to where it's too clean, and the people that are using Serato's understands that, damn, I still gotta get vinyl, yo. Yes, you do. So, labels now are pressing vinyl, whether it's Jay-Z, Taylor Swift, because Taylor Swift had a problem with Spotify, so she had to understand, she's back on there, but she had to understand the rules and the laws of what was going on with my music, and I wanna know what the hell y'all doing with it. So her label said, hey, guess what though? It's, the vinyl game is still popping. Let's press up a thousand of these records, and that's extra bread. Hmm. So that's what's happening now. The, Shout out to you, also twenty years anniversary of uh, Word Up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that, know what I mean? Dropped and, last year. That's, that's what's up. Them, that, and, yeah. and, and we, there's a lot of things going the sophomore on. Sophomore joint. We got a, we got a, a, a reissue of that's them coming out. It's actually you can pre-order right now. Uh, you can go to Smoke On Records slash Big Cartel. And you can you can purchase the, the album, the T-shirt, a poster, a sticker, and a postcard for fifty dollars. You get all of that in your bundle, and it's pre-ordering on right now. I'm on that. And you can go to if you don't see it on Big Cartel, you can go to the Facebook page of Smoke on Records. You'll see numerous releases there, but you'll see the bundle there. And if you want to, you'll even see me and Tame's first demo tape on album vinyl right now. Damn. It's called That's Them Artifacts Lost Files 1989 to 1992. Yo, that link will be in the show notes. No doubt. Thank you very much. Mega Late Show 2018. One more question. Is, Is Tame... A really red man's cousin or is it you this red man's cousin no, i've heard this story it's, before it's tame, it's tame. like blood cousins it's, it's it's street cousins okay oh okay okay it's but but we i can say like we are all like family okay you know what i'm saying so like we 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 watched the the rap masters pay-per-view show at red man's crib uh back in the day when that premiered so that's just a little fact that's what's up Mega Late Show 2018, episode 47, the legendary hey, Elder Sensei. Elder Sensei, oh my God. Let's turn this up. Yo, what up, what up? This Elder Sensei, one half of the Artifacts Jersey, stand up. You are now checking out the Mega Late Show. Let's go, y'all. Peace, Jersey. Mega Late Show, episode number 47. We were just ranting and raving about a lot of things. I don't know if I'll be able to put that into the podcast, (laughs) but I don't even know. There was a lot of things. There's a lot of things on there. Rothschild, you know what I mean? All types of shit. We was also giving a lot of love to Eminem. Yeah, you know what I mean? Punch in the face type of, you know, bear witness to it. All right, but but we're about to go into um, the weather report right now, and this is where we each share a track. Uh, All three of us are going to share a track today, and I think Late is going to go first. Yo, I just wanted to play this track because... From a similar era, and I think it—it's kind of like a time capsule of what the game is missing right now. So I'm gonna run it right now. All right, Mega. I don't know if you know this track. Maybe, maybe not. So this is a Jingle Jangle by the Legion, and uh. I didn't ask like these questions because I wanted to bring them up when I play this song. How do you feel about like the group 
being gone. There are no groups. Yeah. That's the problem. You can't even count one hip-hop group on your finger hand right now. Like, I mean, there are, like, posses, but there's no, like... Groups, like yeah, yeah, Wu-Tang. Yeah. It's only group right now in hip-hop is the Roots. Mm. Straight up. Same be- same members. I'm struggling up. to think of one. I'm struggling can't, to think of one. Can't. The closest Wu- I can get is Brock Hampton. They're a boy band, they say. <laughs> they, they, no, that's them. That's all them. They're, they say they're a boy band. Yeah, so, Megan, I mean, do you know this yeah. track? Yeah, I've heard it before, yeah. It's just like... True facts, true facts. Check this out. Like, this is like my... I think this is my favorite hip hop sound, like that mid '90s, that like horn sample, that like David Axelrod, yeah, yeah, or even, like the infamous, like that, just that crisp ass snare. Like mm-hmm. I love that's like my favorite kind of hip hop sound, and like especially with like these kind of group tracks where everybody comes on in styles, and it's not like a, the super old school where they're going back and forth between the verses, but it's like a posse cut, but since it's a group, it's a lot tighter. And like that shit is gone now. Like mm. it, it's non-existent. How, how do you feel about that, El? Man, like you, you're right though. Like these are the things that we wish young cats would pay attention to when we say it, rather than just saying like, "Shut up, man! You, we making our bread." But this is where these the element, some of the things that we say that are missing in the game. So, you know, we were built off groups, whether it was EPMD, leaders of the new school. Uh, Rumple Tilskins, whether you want to talk about the Legion, whether you want to talk about Black Sheep, mm-hmm. whether you want Pete Rock and CL Smooth, these are even though Funkin two dubious, members, we, we mentioned yeah. a lot. Living Legends, Aesop from the Living Legends, yeah. Tribe, I mean, Tribe. yeah. The dupe, the the groups were Smith and Wesson, yeah. Black Moon. Where there were few, there were few, like unless you was like Kane or Rakim. You know what? Shout out the Earth Gang. Okay, that's a duo. But to see, that's a duo, like a group. I feel like. Yeah, you're right. you know it, you're right. You, the duos now. Before it used to be duos with the producer with the or with the DJ. with the DJ, right. right? But the duos now are just like two rappers. Yeah, LP and, and Killer Mike, Earth Gang. Well, uh, LP you, doubles as a producer. Right, but, but I mean it's still like, a two man function. Comes, but LP I mean, comes from a group, right? Where no he has LP uh, Company uh, Flow, d- Company Flow, d- mm-hmm. Mr. Lynn the DJ, and, yeah. and Duke. Indelible MCs, yes. J Trez, Juggernauts, yeah. Damn, my man say J Trez. Shout out to J Trez, yo. <laughs> my oh my god, what happened to J Trez? I yo, need to get actually, that out. Jay stopped a long time ago and just got into his work and, and he became a businessman. So I'm not mad at him for that. Mm-hmm. I remember when he told me he said, "L, I just yeah. that it wasn't fruitful for me. I mm-hmm. got to go over here." And he was and he was always a, a studio school dude. You know what I'm saying? So he was always on his business. Yo, what happened it's to the like Legion? That. Legion still working right now. You, hey, ho, hold up, my man. Molecules last year put out an album. The big dude from Legion put out an album with Showbiz. Crazy. Oh wow. Okay. They are on a song with my man Beneficence on his last album. If you never heard my man Beneficence, he got a song with the Legion. Actually, there's a video, so you can put Beneficence, then the Legion, and Black and Drez is on the song as well. I'm in the video with them. them Drez, the beatnik. No, from yes, Black Sheep. Right. And, and and another hip-hop fact, uh, me and Tame, when we was at the Source Awards, being that we talking about the Legion, the Legion sat in back of me and Tame at the Source Awards, and it got so crazy in that building, y'all don't even know how. You're talking about, like, the what, the 94 the Source Awards? Source Awards, right, the first one. 
We was all there, and the rowdy one. That was yo, in '94, dude, right? P, listen, you talking about? We left early because it was so rowdy. We like after the shit thing, we was like, yo, we're out, we out. Me, Tame, Redman, Sister Rosalind, and her friend <laughs> Chia. We jumped in the Wrangler and went back to Jersey. Yo, when I asked, yo, so much was happening. Soon as the show started, Rocksteady is on stage. He doing the uh, 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 whole routine. Then the music cuts off. Like, what the hell is going on? Like they, the music just stopped, and they walked off stage. Run comes out. <laughs> he gets on the mic and he's like, "Yo, fuck all that b boy shit, da 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 da." Cause I didn't know that Run and them had beef with Rocksteady from the past. The Rev. So this happened. This happened. <laughs> the Reverend Run. This happened. This was before the Reverend. Yeah. And he announced the show. He started the show off. Like the energy was crazy from there. Then we sitting there like, okay. Uh, when the outcast thing happened, and when they yo, did, I was about to say it's such a crazy source of words that all that shit happened, and that was, that was the same source of words where they're like, "Yo, the like, South got something to say." Yeah. Yo, the dude, like it, it, what was ill about it, the only the audience was uh, rappers. Yeah, it was no regular yeah. people in there. It was all <laughs> MCs. In, in, a, in the most competitive era right, in right, hip hop history, right? right. And, and, and Legion, when they, we all seeing this happening, we looking back. You, is this happening? Yeah, right we now? out. We yeah, out. And I looked, and <laughs> we when, out. After the shit thing, I looked at them. I shook all them down. Like, I'm gone. I'm out of here. This shit gonna be crazy. Producers all in the videos. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that, out. that was. I mean, like, man. Shout out to Four yeah. Four. Yeah. Work. I'm just telling true facts that everybody should know about yeah, by yeah, now. Y'all yeah. should know this by now, but because I was there, I had a different perspective. Not, that's just, why we do this, man. Yeah, so like, yeah. yeah. Record. True facts. Yeah, yeah we don't yeah. tell lies on this. We no. might be wrong, we might be misinformed, <laughs> and, but and, we don't lie on this. And, 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 <laughs> and Cash, no, and, uh, if you was there, if you was there, I'm sure molecules and them will tell you they felt the same thing. My man Dice Man will tell you right now, like, yo, L, what y'all doing? I was like, we're going back to Jersey. Um, I, don't, I don't like <laughs> this right now. Point. I don't like this. Yo, shout out to the Legion. I love this track, man. No doubt. Let me go ahead and flex mine real quick. It's, it's only a two-minute track, but my joint is uh, with MF Doom and Cool G Rap Word. off of uh, DJ Muggs' new Soul Assassin so project, Dia del Assassinato, or whatever. I heard about yeah, this shit is, you know. And... Doom got a dope graffiti line in here too. Oh. This this album is so dark and dusty. It sounds like you should listen to this in the sewer. Clear the pipes like Drano. Witness pure hate like spit going over Ramo. Like spit going over Ramo. That's crazy. Cool rap has never spit a bad verse. Nah, neither has like a Black Thought. Uh, Feral Monch has never had a bad verse. Yeah. I've never heard Pharaoh. Which, which one? I mean, Even I, on no, oh no, I would have to <laughs> that's a great song. Yeah, and, yeah, and y'all do know Nate Dogg said that they asked him in an interview, "What's the best song you've ever been on, other than snooping them?" He was like, uh, the "Song with Pharaoh Monch and Most Def." Oh shit! I, I didn't shocked. know that. He said that on beat. Shout out! I was highly Rest impressed. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. No doubt, Pharaoh Monch forever. Yeah, but this is, I mean, like, I, I we only got a little bit of time for, in the studio before we got to go meet uh, Sabrasa and them for dinner. So let me just fast forward to this Gucci rap joint. Yo, shout out to Cool G Rap. He's collaborating with like contemporary artists all the time, like um, Necro, even Necro. Uh, what's the guy's name? Tech, 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 Tech. I don't know. That don't even sound like him. Yeah. It do his voice wild. It's a little slower. 
It's slower than his but usual his voice sounds more. Yeah, it sounds like it's pitched up a little bit. He doesn't sound as molassesy. Right. <laughs> he don't got that lisp right there. Maybe to clean up the lisp. And that's Serato Triumph Stretch. He'd be doing the magic things. Oh, let me go ahead and pass the... Oh, but yeah, this song is called Assassination Day. Uh, it'll be at the end of the uh, at the, the podcast, so check that out. We're going to go ahead and uh, plug in Elder Sensei here. And I think this is I think this is a, a, a track that isn't out yet, El. Definitely not. Oh, Yo, that's right. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. This is a song... Uh, produced by my man Devon Drummer from Jersey. And this song is from the XL album with me and Sadat X together. And featuring on oh, that's this a, song that's is a witty name. Freddie XL. B. Exactly. You take the X out of yeah. Sadat, L out of me. And this song is uh, featured with uh, Freddie Bumpy Knuckles. Oh, dope. Yo, he so dropped the dope project recently. I'm I didn't gonna, know that. I'm going to skip through with the verses Chuck so we can hear everybody. And then I'll get to the end with the cuts uh, by my man DJ Hush from Memphis. Hey. Let me make sure I'm on. Boom. From Memphis. Okay. Mmm. You are listening to the soulful sounds of XL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to unplug Kathy's headphones right Still about the music. Oh, sh- Yo, if I see anybody in, in, in my face saying hip-hop is dead, I will slap the shit out of you. Hip-hop never died. Never lost. Where's the bombs? I don't even know. Alright, so I'm gonna skip through. So yeah, hey everybody, hold on. Yo, Sadat, shout out to Sadat X. He's a, still up. an educator right now, teaching. Mm-hmm. Yo, I think if there was no Grand Poobah, he would be my favorite. Out word, of word, brand new. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really like Sadat, and he was my favorite in Brand. But I definitely was trying to dress like Grand Pooba. <laughs> you know what I mean, that was kind of the archetype. Hey man, low heads, no doubt. The low lives. Alright, Bumpy, Bumpy about to come up. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened for him to get on this song. Bumpy still sound like he'll knock your ass out too. <laughs> <laughs> General, now older, flow colder, like I spit with a mint in my mouth. I'm so fresh. Me and MC, I'm so blessed. Niggas saying that I'm underrated, but who's waiting? Niggas who can't rhyme for real about mine, nigga. Hip hop is my music, and you mad because I'm mad because you misuse it. So I bitch and moan on this microphone. Two eights tight together on whatever the song is on. For all you hotter rapper dummies, type verse niggas. This rock got a spit shit came first. Pop Duke. Yeah. I think that's the name of his project. Yes, for him and Knots. Yeah. Yes. Like Knots Knots? Yes. Yeah, that's got to be a Chuck crazy D. project. Chuck D is also got, all over that project. What? They got three videos out right now. And uh, yeah, he got actually, he got a song with Biz Markie on, on the album. So they got a video for that. Mm. Biz, I haven't heard the whole project He's yet. spitting uh, Biz's verse on the video, and Biz is spitting his verse in the mm. video. And Bumpy, that's crazy. That's crazy. dope. Word. Biz also got a super dope verse on uh, Cut Chemist's new album, Die mm-hmm. Cut. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic sound. 
Yo, that's what I'm saying, man. I've, I've, people have been talking about the hip hop has been dead. Uh, people bring that shit up all the time. I've never seen it diminish. There's always been dope shit. That's people that's not into the shit that we into. Right. That's the problem. Like, is we in two different worlds. Right now, we living in bizarro world. Like, we not in the world that everybody living in at the same time. That's the problem with the music. And there's music out there that I can tell people when they ask me, yo, is P-Rock still making beats? Yes. He just put out a, a new batch of beats on mm-hmm. Final Digital Records like this year. He produced that whole album with Smoke Dizza no uh, last year or whatever. That was yeah. crazy. That yeah. was crazy. Black Superhero Car. That's mm-hmm. the jam. Indeed. Oh, man. Thank you for sharing that with us, yo. When does okay. that project come out? All right. I can actually tell y'all. I'm sorry. Hold on. Did you play your verse? Yes, I did. Can you run yeah. it back? Okay. Actually, this is the joint. My verse coming on first. Double up joint. This is called Hard Work. New joint. Exclusive. We don't know hustle hard and bold cars. Sixteens we charge. Mostly for the purpose, yet it still it is a job. Do processing, do a project lined up. Producers a choose he trying to make our minds up. This customer. One of the most distinct voices in all of hip hop history, <laughs> man. Yo, he was on Drink Champs talking about beating people's asses. Yo, 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 yo he was talking about uh, Dose and uh, Miro. Miro. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Deezus and Miro. Yeah, uh, Miro, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, listen, I'm going to just tell yeah. y'all now this album comes out this year. We worked on this album for six years. Just around touring with Brand Newman, around touring with Artifacts, our own solo stuff. Sadat has put out like four albums while we recorded this album. It comes out September 28th. Vinyl digital records from Germany. Mm. And we're going to have vinyl, we're going to have cassettes, we're going to have CDs, we're going to do everything. This is a joint album? Yes, indeed. I love it. Very, very much looking forward to checking this out, man. Very much looking forward to checking this out. You want to ask a few questions uh, before we get out of here late? Look, he was right on point. Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one more question. We do, do we don't have any news to talk about, really, right? Nah. Eminem's got... Uh, there's a lot of white-on-white crime going on yeah. and a lot of white-on-white I mean, violence yeah. going let's, on. Let's actually. do that news. Now, okay. White-on-white white rhyme. White rhyme. We've been yeah. talking about Eminem off-mic a lot. Yeah, so yeah. How? Machine Gun Kelly, Eminem just dropped his new album, Kamikaze. Ain't mad. And, and it's got people feeling a lot of different ways. It's got people feeling a lot of different ways. But I'll, I'll give him credit for naming names. I like it. I like yeah, Eminem's never been one to shy away from names, but usually they've been like. But this, surprisingly, though, he this hasn't had a lot of battles with like top MC, like other MCs, though. right? Like Benzino, he didn't he didn't get back at evidence because I mean, in his prime, he did. He did. who he did? Who, yeah. who would fuck with? He didn't get back at Benzino. No, yes, he got he back at Benzino, not evidence. He, he got at evidence. I don't remember that. I mean, like, but then again, it's like you know he understands what evidence is. It's probably more subliminal. Yeah. He gave he gave Cage like one line. I mean, did he need more than that? Bro? I mean, a lot of people were saying that them was really biting Mass Ace and Cage's style at that time. Wow. I mean, they said that about, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, not Idea. What's the guy's name? Out of Detroit. The same guy they said, Acid Rap, who Emma was biting his style from. Acid Rap? Anyways. See? Chance to Rap <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, exactly. See? Because hmm. Eminem went at him and kind of... Eliminated him Not right. from the history books But at least from You know Notoriety at least. I'll, give, I'll give Machine Gun Kelly Some credit For just standing up For himself I like it too I like it too And not, he said He said a lot of shit That is okay over. to say You're not supposed yeah. to roll over I like I mean, it too He said some shit That surprised me too yeah. Where it's like You know that, But that's the personal part Where people You know He still acknowledged That he still was a dope MC So he knows Like I'm probably gonna get it 
But right. let me say this before yeah. I die, yeah. before I lay on my deathbed. That, that's one of the things. If you're going to go at Eminem, you really have to just take it like you you can't front like I'm a better MC than you. Right. You have you really have to be like, well, this is a little bit hypocritical. You feeling some type of way, or, mm-hmm. and really get personal off of it, and and really analyze what's going on with them because M is like. He really, he really is been he going has through a track it. He on obviously his... felt some kind of way about his last album. You, I didn't like his last album at all. No, no, no. For him to say it himself, yeah. The I don't first think, song, yeah. I don't think M felt a way about his last album. I think he felt a way about how people felt the reception yeah, of right, his album. Right, right, right. Correct. He, he actually has a track on this new album called "The Greatest," where I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, usually everybody's like, you know, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, but then M. I really haven't heard Eminem say that no, he's the he's best never, ever. Never. That's and why he said God. He's just that's because now. that's because he's, his favorite MCs are still around too. Yeah, right. you know, Redman is still Redman just came out with it. But album. I mean, now that he's saying it about himself, I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. It's like him or like Rock him or like I, Black Thought. I I appreciate Eminem's raps a lot, but I've just never been a big fan. But I see him as kind of like the I Robin Williams. Can, of can rap. I say this? Did you see the BET cipher with him, Marta, and Mosda? Oh yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. Rakim was supposed to be in that, yeah. but you you saw it though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was evident that when he came on, I mean, the mood changed <laughs> yeah. totally. When Eminem comes in any cipher, but you paid attention. I and like it, his but, ciphers better than I like his music. I mean, but that's a given. Yeah. That's a given. That's just what music is about. Like he's giving his personal music of what he likes of what he's doing to the world and that's a scary thing because even with what we're doing you never know what you're gonna get when you throw and especially today when you throw music out there to the world because you don't know if the world still either fucking with you still like you or gonna even just acknowledge the fact that you put a record out so just for the fact that we're talking about him in this light proves that people still want to hear him, whether the, us as blacks feel the way about him, or like no different than Jamar feel about him. I'm gonna say on this show, I give him the fucking credit as an MC to know that I'm. We keep saying he's nice. I'm <laughs> saying we keep saying it, and then we come back and say, but it's it's just one way. Ra- Rakim said that he would be he would be the the best MC ever if he was black. See. That's it, the God MC saying. And, and, and that's about Technically, him. he's the most talented. But I mean, there's also other facets to how you determine what is a good rap artist. And, 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 you know because, what I mean? and, and guess what? You're right. Because yeah. also, what comes with about being, being a rapper is about your personality, yeah. it's about how you carry yourself as a Content, I mean, it's kind of flow. It kind of reflects how I feel about uh, other countries' participation in hip hop culture. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you guys do the music and it's dope. And you rocking the clothes, but I don't know like your mind state exactly. If Check you this understand out. like what it really means, you know what I mean? Now watch this. When we started this thing, we did not know where it would go. So for us as MCs to say from East Coast to say that it's only like y'all can't y'all don't understand that. That's not that's not you know like I told him earlier. If that's the case, that's what I mean. I should be here in Japan saying, because you're Japanese, don't rap. Because you ain't come from and don't understand where we built this from. That's crazy. You from London, yo, you can't rock like this because 
You know, this mm. is a barrier right here. You from Jerusalem, you from Afghanistan, you from Belgium, you from here, Jerusalem. Copenhagen, Amsterdam. Shit, it was like that we for the West Coast. You we from the West Coast, exactly. you can't do this. So we can't, we can't, we can't do that. Right. Because if that's the case, they can say to us, hey, black guy, you want to come over to the um, motherfucking Europe? No. And you will stop making bread. Because they can say, well, if you want to keep it that way, and if you want to stay it like say it like that, then why did y'all right. make hip hop in the yeah, first place right. to go where? Stay in the Bronx. It's nigger. about it's about sub subcultural capital and what you have to show that you're a part of the culture in order to join hip hop. And hip hop allowed anybody to be a part of it as long as you were a person who was really representing the culture. This is you a world game. infiltrate. This is a world you game. You couldn't do that. This is a world game like basketball. Basketball, Europe has caught up with America to the point where we having to do shit that they doing because rule wise is one way here in Europe but when they come to America it's caught up just like hip hop it caught up internet helped to catch up and everybody knows what's going on it's not a thing that is a secret this thing is built for to be bred to the world and you can't stop it you can't stop no it it's somebody in Alaska right now that's doing hip hop that's probably dope as shit we don't even know word for real. And it's just like the same. Who's the fastest man in the world? We will never know right. until you compete in the Olympics because that's a world thing. Mm -hmm. And we get to see you do it. And that's the only way we're going to know. Right. And shout out to uh, Alaska, the MC from the Adams <laughs> family. Shout out to Alaska. Word Yo, we, we, actually, we actually got to cut it, cut it short right now and, and Yo, give crazy. our outro and shit. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, shout out to Elder Sensei, man. Legend. Look, you, you are so influential, plug, man. Like, to me. We know you have the upcoming project no with... X. X. XL September 28th Immediately I go home The pre-order starts September 7th I'm gonna go home And make t-shirts And send them to Germany So the label will have them And y'all can get t-shirts too get well, uh, What's your social media? I'm on Instagram As Sensei from NJ I'm on Twitter As Elder Sensei E-L-D-A-S-E-N-S-E-I Go to Facebook They got my government up there So it's Elliot Elder Sensei Williams Word Power Mega Late Show, 2018. Yo, I feel like we're yeah. forgetting something. We 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 have to do the the show. Uh, Not the weather forecast. I feel like we're forgetting something. Oh, we had other questions, uh, but I think we gotta get out of here. All right, yo, uh, Mega Late Show. We are the best. Fuck all that other shit. <laughs>
Boys again, fiddlesticks. Teeny white pill within the Skittle mix villain. Back in the days, waiting to get a cake and a biscuit. Found out a way to the wizard, making it blizzard. Picked up the pace in my skip and paid him a visit. He took me straight where the fish is weighted and dished it. I threw some flake and some liquid, making it rigid. Stayed in the kitchen, baking and whipping, apron and mittens. Raisins and pictures, taped with some scissors, scraping the dishes. Played with some riches, laid with some bitches, Stacy and Bridget. Faced with a dick and stayed in they face like braces and bridges. Blaze on my britches, latest Mercedes racing on bridges. Places and squizzes, safe for the digits, safe in the district. My paper straight was making a difference. Steak with some brisket. Jacuzzi tub the babe with my mistress, shape on the bitches. Niggas pay them living, go grab the shades and the fitted. Raise on the midgets, raise up the cage and get with it. Niggas know I don't play with this shit, it flavor the living, nigga. Heavy-handed and demanding command. Never scarred by a fall. Got three rounds of spar. 